So it's been a little while since we actually met up and did this podcast. It's a bit weird. Like three weeks, I'd say. Three weeks? No. Yeah, it's been a while. No, 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 no. We did an end of year thing. I know. That's but two just, weeks it was, ago. I know, but it feels like it was three, three weeks. It, it does. <laughs> Taking a little bit of a holiday was like, a, uh, it was refreshing. It's nice to log took off. Like a, yeah, I took a step away from some tech platforms. So it was like, a, I don't know, a bit of a reprieve, but it. Well, the funny thing is, I think in real life, Zach, you and I often meet up and then we'll be at a party and I feel like I just have the whole podcast with you both when we're in real life. But if we don't do this and then we unload, <laughs> it's like, hey, Zach, did you see that thing that the thing did? It's crazy. I always tell Frederica that when I edit the podcast, I feel like I hang out with you two because yeah. I have to like listen to it again. <laughs> and so like sometimes I'll see Owen... And you'll be like, oh, I haven't seen you forever. I was like, I just hang out yeah. with you God all morning because <laughs> I just hit the podcast. Oh, that's amazing. But well, do, do you, do you, did you feel like you really had a holiday? Because I had a week off around Christmas and everything. And mm. I was planning on having two weeks off. But like when the second week started, it was the first New Year's Eve and shit. And mm. then the rest of the week kind of felt like I was supposed to be at work, but yes. I kind of wasn't. And Whoa, yeah. so I got like the, the guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, that was me, although oh. I basically did nothing, so I Same. feel very good. So I was just doing nothing, but also punishing myself for doing nothing. I love it. Oh. Well, I'm pretty excited about this year, and I think there's going to be a lot to talk about. So I think today's going to be a big day. There's so much that even happened. It's just been like four days, three days into January, and it's like... Today's going to be a big day. Well, it's... today's going to be a big episode. <laughs> um, just in the last 24 hours, I mean, Apple announced bad stuff has happened and the other one that Zach was going to say that I forgot and <laughs> that's about it. This oh, is great radio. We were going to talk about uh, Facebook for just a second. Again. Oh yeah. We're always talking about Facebook I know now. but that's also important and yeah. I think that people understand that. Yeah. I hope they also want to hear about it still because otherwise they can understand whatever they want but then we're just talking for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech, a show about technology and how it's shaping the world around us. I'm your host, Owen Williams, and joining me are your other hosts... Frederica Malti. Zach Roser. Yay! We're I'm here. so excited New that intro. it's 2019. <laughs> New and intro. I finally delivered. It only took eight months and like 40 episodes to get there. Yes. Nobody noticed until I just now when I said it, so congratulations on me doing it. Wait, is this uh, Frederick and I's 30th episode? Maybe. It might be. I, I think, think it's episode so. 90 right now. I don't know for sure. but It is. It is. Oh, yeah, it fantastic. Is. Well, it's congratulations. Oh, it's almost been a I year. Know, it might be our 30th episode if you include the one we did and didn't release. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, that, that nothing one. bad happened. No, no. It, it was, was just like was a really, shred test run. And it was a really bad recording. <laughs> no, I don't think it was. Well, oh, maybe it should be like a... It was the, too uh, quiet, like the earlier oh, yeah. ones we did. Director's we cut. We were editing in Logic, and it was too quiet for some reason. So I was, like, kind of thinking today, I thought that maybe there wouldn't be enough topics or something. Like, it's so early in January. Nothing right. happens. Yeah, nothing you go happens. on, like, TheVerge.com at this time of the year, and you're like, and it's this like, is, like, the worst. How to return bag. something at Best Buy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The best <laughs> gifts what? to give your child. Because, like, returns are always really high after the holidays. What to buy with your people, Best Buy gift card? People got the iPod of a different color than oh, they my wanted. God. So they go to get the different, you know? that That's, like, really. I want to shop somewhere shit. that's like, fuck you, you have to keep it. You know, I, I feel like this time of year <laughs> is. That's not is, possible in the Netherlands. Isn't it? No. Oh. You have to be able. And you also have to get. Um, money bank, not store credit. Oh, fascinating. Laws. Yeah. This time of the year, the articles match 
a trend of the the I think the week between Christmas and New Year is the highest sales in the Apple App Store because everyone oh, got wow. their new devices. Mm. And oh, so yeah. all the articles that you see are about it's like best apps to get for The X. Verge, yeah. I know how this works on the other side of this whole thing. Like The Verge, I see them doing exactly the playbook we used to do, which is if you look at it from kind of like the 23rd. What is we, Owen? At the next web when I was there as a full-time writer. We used to, the whole month of December, not much really happens in the tech world. Like nobody, most companies have code freezes because nobody wants to get called out on Christmas. Something which has happened right, to me. Right. Um, and so what what they do is like you basically spend the whole month writing up all those guides. And then you'll see this month, The Verge is posting stuff like 10 apps to download for your new iPhone. Right. 10 apps to download for your new PC. It's just like the worst. of 2018. I don't yeah. under, what I don't understand is, is it necessary? I don't understand the media like polluting their homepages with this shit. It's but for Google search. No, Clicks. but yeah. seriously, no, next to, no, you're not right. The thing is, there's a lot of people that really, really, really love lists. I've seen the data. It all comes from Google. Nobody clicks it on Twitter or Facebook. It's really? all search. But like, I, I don't know. I really like lists. I really like music lists. Yeah, and but like you're not likely to and... be looking at, the, like, they're hoping for serendipity, of course, that you'll be in your... Anyway, this is a this is a state of the media thing. Okay, so um, uh, the App Store... What had about it? It's, the Apple App Store had its largest week in history. $1.22 billion dollars in so one week. Isn't it interesting that they released that data the Why day did... after a really bad news announcement? Yeah, exactly. Great segue. I Owen. just realized that. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, not just uh, their Tim Cook ladder that we'll get to in a second, but also Netflix is no longer going to be selling Oof. subscriptions through the iTunes store. Best week ever. So That's Apple's it. losing its cut of Netflix mm. subscriptions. That will be one of the biggest apps, I So imagine. did Netflix pull out or did uh, Apple pull out? Netflix. So I have heard for a while amongst the biggest companies on the App Store that they don't want to be uh, running their subscriptions through it. No, because they have to raise their prices with, what is yes. it, 20%? 30%. It, well, it, well, it, it varies. But yeah, it used to be a flat 30 So Apple was actually doing a lot of backdoor deals, cutting like exclusive discounts and stuff of these yeah. companies to try and keep them because... I think that they're worried about like kind of a run on the bank, if you know what I mean. Like, if mm-hmm. enough companies pull <laughs> off the platform, it actually devastate the App Store. Yeah, well, it's one. Of, it's one of the things that Apple has, right? It's the platform lock-in. They're like, we can deliver you the most customers, and that's the original goal of the App Store. Yeah, and it was one of the reasons to have an iPhone was, oh, that's where all the good apps are. Yeah, but, but I think that's changing a lot. Exactly. Yeah, in this year, two thousand nineteen. People download fewer apps than ever. But also, like, we talked about this last year, but, like, it is getting harder and harder to be an independent mm-hmm. person who makes apps and makes a living off yeah, that. Yeah, because you've got to give so many people a slice of it. And and what was it called? Not the subscription plan, but the commi- commission plan? No. The thing where people could, could like, get... Like, freemium stuff? No. We talked about Oh, this. the affiliate program. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's gone. The affiliate program is also gone. So yeah, I what think, is left, you know? Like, I think that's really scary, actually. What is it, like, say that you are an iOS developer and you, ha- you, ha- you have a job, but you also have this great idea for this app. Like, chances are that you won't be able to, like, make it as a, like, indie and developer. I've heard, I've heard this a lot, actually, recently in general, as a lot of indie developers, if you're not in the top 10 or 20 apps, it's really hard to get there. And, of course, the biggest companies are there. Like, yeah. Facebook will get there. Yeah, but, but Facebook... 
Oh, is already. That's just because it's big. Why? I and actually, they own I all the genuinely apps that you question already. why big companies even shown in those lists. Like Facebook doesn't need to be in the top ten. They could have a top ten for just Facebook. Like yeah, but like if you don't show those in lists, then well, it's like oh why why don't they show the? They should just not show giant companies. I, I think this applies to different industries too. It's like music. If you are an independent musician, it's yeah. hard to make it to the Billboard charts. If yeah. you are a podcaster that tries to make money on ads, it's even, hard to hit the top Even if charts, you launch you know? a podcast, do you know that it's actually really hard to get on new and noteworthy? Like, you basically need to know somebody at Apple. Wow. Like, I was, when we launched this years ago, I knew a guy at Apple. I DM'd him. Oh, and he helped hook us up. And it was really interesting because back then, it was actually just manual. It's like a CSV that they yeah. load into iTunes. So, like... It's not that it's exclusive. It's just that they didn't build a system for it. Well, speaking of manual and App Store, the new App Store since they relaunched it, was it last year, two years ago? It feels like last year. The new App Store, the curated lists and stuff are all handmade. Mm. And that's also... Apple hired an editorial team for that. Yeah, I was going to say the editorial team for uh, Apple News also is that was the whole point is to have this human curated... (laughs) Was job. (laughs) As a writer, like, it probably is interesting. I've really loved some of the stuff, but like... it's just important because of the way that platforms like Facebook have been... I will say it's like uh, quite funny because it's a bubble view of the world. Like, it's like... I've seen a lot of um, critical stuff about how uh, one of them was like, deal with your notification overload, install Slack. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I think this comes back to our topic of ethics a lot yes. and how all of these things are these myopic views from Silicon Valley. And it's like... Planet of the apps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someone shouldn't be curating something for someone in a different country yeah. from their office and... I've actually really struggled Cupertino, with you know? media recently uh, for this reason. I really, I, I subscribe to a few different things in New York Times and stuff included. And so like their myopic views are frustrating. Have you considered g- giving money to the correspondent at all? Yeah, I saw the, I think it was like a fundraising drive. Yeah, so what they did, they had like a Kickstarter basically, but they built it themselves. So they don't have to pay the cuts to Kickstarter. Of course, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I get it though. It's nice to have no, your own control. Uh, I agree, on I, your platform. I didn't give money myself but mm. i i am a I, I did give money to the original correspondent here in the netherlands um because i i do really believe that um journalism is basically the basis mm-hmm. of modern society and it is like dying <laughs> yeah so um i meant to give to the correspondent i didn't i think it was partially because i had my brain broken and i had the New York Times subscription, and I was like, oh, yeah. well, I already paid for that, which is the wrong way to think about it, I think. Yeah. Um, but I also believe in independent news sources. If I was actually likely to subscribe to one right now, it would be The Guardian. Yeah. Because they're the one of the few. But what I will say is, man, it is so hard to find a good independent news source, and I'm so tired of big, giant, media corp limited. Who And, like, every time I, I saw something about Vice the other day wanting to be doing this X merger, and I'm like... They're like, the only way to survive has become, like, a big thing. And I'm like, huh? Stop hiring 8,000 people. Like, yeah. And maybe I, and Vice is also, I mean, we've also, seen this last year. There's so many sex scandals at yeah. Vice. Yeah, and it's also just, insane. like, ask for money. Like, if your journalism endeavor can't survive and your users want to pay for it, like, something's wrong. I got a bag on The Verge this morning. It really pisses me off. Yeah, uh, but for... for it, a big chunk of what is wrong is that we're all so used to the internet being free. Well, yeah, that's the thing well, is everybody is primed from day one to expect the Verge.com for free. Yes. I, if they would put a banner up when it's ad blocking saying instead of we don't turn off your ad blocker, 
just pay us for this. I would do it. No, I don't. Well, yeah. Honestly, I totally like, do. I, but yeah, yeah, I think but it's important, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, I, I would like to pay for it, but not now. I'll read it not. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. won't read it. Like, fuck it then or something. And that sounds really lazy, but it is the truth. Do you give money to Wikipedia? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> and then one guy. You? Yeah. I actually yeah, did it for too. the first time last year. Oh, no, I do it every year when they have a fundraiser. And well, sometimes I only give two euros, like yeah, when same. I was a student, but sometimes I, I, I give like more. I gave them like 15 last year. And yeah. I, I'll tell you why. Uh, I felt like Jimmy's bags were getting bigger and bigger, and I felt like uh, maybe it would be the whole page eventually, and I really felt bad about it, actually. Yeah. Especially in the light of like fact-checking and all this stuff going on, Wikipedia's just had a lot more work. Yeah. yeah, but this is actually why I do like the correspondent because they are in yeah. independent and sh- they have a lot of issues they, ha- they have to fix. But mm. it's really hard. Like, I mean, I don't think we can afford to be picky right now. Like, yeah, we should we should be picky about who we endorse and don't, if anything. Yeah, um, but I I just really like the effort that they are trying to make this platform. It makes um, it, it makes a big difference. I'm going to go and pay for the Guardian after this. Yeah, great. Um, but if you're going to do it, don't th- do it through an app store because then they lose thirty percent of the card. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you're going to subscribe to the Guardian, you should go to the Guardian. Like this is how messed up it is, yeah, though. It's but like don't new- subscribe for the New York Times through the New York Times because then you have to call. The oh my cancel. god! No, yeah. So if you do that, use Revolut and just make a disposable oh, card. My god, for real though. Yes, Wait, but that's I the problem go- with the media as well. So it's you like just a lot cancel your card? I have a disposable credit card on it, so I can just freeze it when I'm done. When I go back to what you said, Frederick, of like journalism's broken right now. And I just, it, there's this great Twitter thread, and we'll share it in the notes about how Facebook's been lying with their metrics yeah. to get. Okay, so the, Facebook's, here's the, here's my like assumptions. Hopefully they're somewhat based on the truth. But Facebook says we want people to spend more time on our platform because that's mm-hmm. what we're reporting to investors, right? So we get people's eyeballs more. How do you get someone to stay longer is play a video that they have to sit and watch. So we tell the whole journalism or industry. Yeah, or catch their eye. You tell the whole journalism industry that video is making more money. So oh. if you want to make if you want to make more ad money, if you want more clicks, if you want more eyeballs, make videos. Mm. The whole news industry turned and pivoted to video. Yeah. Everyone remembers this. With text underneath, because... But now text underneath. But every, a bunch of journalists lost their jobs, because it was like, I write for a living, oh, and yeah, now we're, we're making videos. Media orgs hired so many people for that. And now we're finding out all that data from Facebook was either faked or um, emphasized, exaggerated, right, to be more than it was. Yeah. So we're now finding out that they lied. And they just don't even need to prove... Like, it's only on them to prove that. So they destroyed half of the industry. So what I I think journalists should do is next time Facebook has earnings, Mm -hmm. they should be like, why should we trust these metrics either? But I don't think these companies even realize that they were a tool designed to inflate. Like if their media wasn't given to Facebook, they wouldn't have got like they basically gave the money to Facebook for free in exchange for the platform without realizing that they could have had the whole coin like. If they hadn't just given all that video to them, they might still have traffic on their website. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but this is a, it's a house of cards. I mean, yeah. and it's also not that easy to t- tease apart because if there's no money, people are getting fired. And if people are getting fired, there's less. Com- like, I mean, what, what, what do you expect? You know, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard. And I think it's it's you can't bite the hand that feeds you as part of the problem in the journalism industry. It's like. Oh, well, uh, you know. Yeah, but like, also seriously, you have to sign Owen, an NDA to always, do this stuff. You're always praising yourself for having your own blog, but that's 
it, there is a reason why a lot of people don't have that anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, and the complexity involved is also just yeah, way not too everyone high. can do that. No, yeah, you're right. I think the biggest problem with writing on the internet right now and all of these things is actually just that the spin up time is really hard. If you want to make a blog, other than like going and making a WordPress, which is just like an abysmal experience that you'll give up on, is yeah. Squarespace not great for blogging? Oh, I, or, it's in the show notes of the last episode mm. of uh, Neil Dash's tweet to oh, yeah. a, a ghost yeah, blog on um, Glitch, so you can just remix it and start your own. I I clicked it; it was like literally That's a great. minute, like I under think, a minute, and I had a blog. And I think it should be this way; like it shouldn't. The reason journalism is hard right now is because the platforms don't help. Yeah, but there's also not that... Okay, so, okay, it is easy to make a blog, right? There is tools. But then uh, how to monetize that? Well, that's what I mean. That's make, what I actually mean yeah. by what, How to make, like, a business plan that works and that you have tech to also... Yeah, but uh, this is the worst part is they when they make a business plan, they're not thinking about asking for money from day one. Like, all of these businesses no, are designed the on that. worst part is the people that can do this are the people that have the money yes. and the yeah. privilege of that to just spend time not making money. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Most and people like, oh, can't no. dedicate all of their time to something that's not making them money for months. Yeah. Yes. Or and years. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. And so it makes me... So, okay, I, I, can, I can give you a real-life anecdote from this week. I launched an experiment um, for writing, and for I charge. I, I launched an experiment to make it easy to make your own blog and write something. Oh, okay, for writing. And it's about learning to write, but it also may or may not evolve, evolve into a blogging tool. Um, and I just ask for money from day one. And the amount of people who are like, oh, well, how will I know if it's good if I have to pay up front? I'm like, well, you, it's fully refundable. Like, just ask for it. Uh, and people, that's the thing. It's like uh, half of the people are like, oh, sorry, I didn't actually think it was that serious. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, I, I don't work for free. Like, you don't ask me to mow your lawn and then decide if you're going to pay. Like, yeah. it's, it, it really bothered me. And I, like, I've actually, to their credit, got quite a surprising amount of users. But it's a big barrier because we trained everybody that, like, every internet website will be free. Yeah. Um, and that's a bummer. I'm not saying that everything should cost money, but I think... Is it dangerous? I think this reminds me Man, of, we like, went down the rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, I think this reminds me of, like, Patreon and, like, the supporting yeah. independent creators. Yeah. And, like, I am more than happy to sign up for someone's Patreon. If, I'm just really... If I, know them, if I, like, know them or even know them on the internet and, like, like their work, yeah. it's, like, I, it's a no-brainer for me to give them a $10 few. a month just because I would rather them get that money than a company that's 600 people that yeah. sells an app that I use... The same amount, you know? I think there's a big movement towards, like, independent makers and, like, these one or two people teams that are building things. And uh, I really like that. I actually think that those are the more sustainable models and nobody's talking about that. Like, maybe you don't need to hire 600 people to work on Tumblr. Tumblr would still be good. It's not even that different now. Like, they probably didn't need eight. I'm not saying that they could be at the scale, but... Maybe everything doesn't need to be that many users. That's the, that's the thing. So, yeah, my first my gut reaction is, like, I can't pay everybody $10 a month. No, I'd be agreed. broke. But if we all consume a little bit less and we're not all trying to make billion user platforms, yeah, there's I'm, no reason that I can't my business model give five for, different services $10 a month and yes. that be all of my things. My business model for Recharged is literally based on, like, 850 paying customers is enough. <laughs> it's not even many people. It's yeah. less than a thousand people. Most people have that many on Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's interesting to think about. Like, what if Twitter was a paid product 
or could have had a paid plan or Facebook. I don't know. Like yeah, all so of these things. What what I what I, I want to say is that like okay, starting a blog is easy, but there is not a lot of tools for payments. And this is an, a th- topic that actually comes up like a lot. Yes. What if you had the option? for people to pay you to follow you on Twitter or something? What if that was a core functionality? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if it was possible for sex workers to have um, credit cards? Or, or to... systematically banned from using Stripe as well. Yes, so like there is a, there is a huge gap on the internet f- yeah. to fill. Well, and it all comes back to the banks and the payment. Yeah, the banks are the worst like, part. Credit card companies don't let you take payments for like porn and like all of these things, and that's just nuts. No, but like seriously though, like what if what if... It's really easy to have a donate button next to a tweet or whatever. Mm, interesting. Or like, I mean, these kind of <laughs> we're going to get all these coin bars in our replies. I was to say that this is the promise of Bitcoin. It, yo, every time I tweet no. about monetization on the internet, I get some like bro head in my shit about that Brave browser and how it has like the fucking bro coin it's that bro you can coin, pay people. Yeah. Oh, yo, I've heard about the Brave browser. Yeah. I don't want your Brave coins. Wait, is that it what that is? Bro-y. Wait, I'll, you can, we can like, talk about this later. You can, but. you can unsolicitedly give people bro coins. I don't know. I'm just calling. I don't know what it's called. Brave coins, probably. I, like, I keep getting notified about this shit. I'm like, yo, build some harassment tools in it. I don't want that shit. Like, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> anyway, but I, I think you're right. I think there needs to be a better way. And it is changing a lot. I think consumers' attitudes are swinging. I have no idea yeah. how we ended up here, but it is interesting, actually, coming back to the Facebook thing. You're right. Somebody, like, the journalists could call them on that shit. In the first place. Yeah, I think journalists should call Facebook. I just want to go back one second. Yes, I think there should be more paid fl- platforms for independent creators, but there should be free things that are mm. inclusive of everybody. Well, that's yeah. why platforms like money is so a cool. boundary. I mean, yeah, but that's you why... exclude people when there's money involved because there's yes. people that can't afford it. So, like, I do want a mixture of the two. I don't think, yeah, I'm not so... saying everything should be paid. I'm saying that the paid version should offset the money that they can't get from free users. Or there should be. And at least a way to easily donate for yes. what... A good example, doing. I think, right now is uh, Discord, actually, is has a paid version. Everything is free. The paid version just adds some fancy cool shit if you care enough to add it um, and a couple of free games a month. But the whole platform works otherwise. And I like those business models where it's like you don't get screwed if you don't use it. Slack is a really good example of somebody who does this the opposite way. Everything sucks on Slack if you're not paying... I get a notification in the Slack that we're in every time I upload a file. You're not on a paid plan, so you've run out of storage space and we yeah. can't keep this file. I'm like... I think a good example still is... Still keep the file, though. Yeah, they still do. I don't understand reason. it. I think a good example is, is GitHub, right? Yes. Like, hey, you can use it, but if you want it to be private... Yeah, exactly. Pay for that. It's, and that's... Yeah. been somewhat yeah. successful for them and I think it's I mean obviously that's true it took me like six years to upgrade to GitHub and it was only when I needed it but now I wouldn't I wouldn't stop paying so interesting I fund the open source stuff but it's also nice because you get to grow into a place where you want like to build something that is gonna be private right so they yeah. they supported you throughout your growth as a developer as well <laughs> i want to bring this full circle right back to the beginning where we talked about like the app store i think that model didn't really encourage a lot of those independent things as well like the app store was like the, the cut or nothing or completely free with like this i ad situation whatever these shitty app i ads. forgot about i ad it's still a thing I man there's whatever banners you see in an app are served by apple there's there's a hugely profitable ad network there Oh, yeah. I've actually once 
Clash of Clans. F1's not yeah, sponsored by them. It's always really been really weird, actually. I I was um, th- th- this company asked me to do illustrations for them, and they were basically wow. their company was basically serving ads in uh, iOS apps. Wow, crazy! I didn't do it. Oh, good. I was going to say that app is designed to trick people. Yes, it was terrible. Like so, I didn't agree on the. But that's what I was going to say is like to make money on the app store is that you kind of have to be a little bit predatory almost. Like uh, there's a current situation unfolding um, where there's a big problem on the app store about apps trying to trick you into subscribing to them because it's really easy. It's very easy to make a subscription, and Apple's trying to push that because they get regular money. It's really nice. Um, what they don't tell you when you're a user is like the dialog box basically looks like any other pop-up, you know? And so there's a lot of these apps that are like, oh, uh, we just need your location. Push OK. Oh, we just need your password to confirm the location and the tiny subscription text. And then they just take money. There's a weather app that was in the news the other day that charges $5.99 a day <laughs> after you accept it. And so all of that is a bit scammy. And there's a great segue, like always, right here. So the App Store revenue announcement happened to come out the day after or later in the day after Tim Cook had to write a letter to investors that shit's bad at Apple regarding the iPhone. And it's actually like, if I don't even, even if you're not that tangentially interested in technology, it is a master class and shit went bad, but here's all the reasons that we're good at this. Well, I, uh, I mean, you have to... There's a lot of people that go into writing one of these letters. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a, my God. There's PR people. This there's investor relations though. people. Like, Tim Cook never touched it. Well, no. I, I would have done the I bonds. actually say, like, t- Tim is a smart, very smart man and a good writer. So I would give him some credit, but you're yeah. right. He probably didn't write more than a couple sentences of this. All I'm going to say is, having done ghostwriting uh, for a big company that I'm not legally allowed to say the name of, but they didn't say I couldn't say it's colored, like, lots of different colors um i've ghostwritten for the ceo of that company uh a few times and i see it on their blog and i'm like wow this is weird (laughs) it's i wrote that yeah (laughs) and i didn't even know what it was about at the time um but that's the funny thing is you're right there's layers but anyway the letter is fascinating um in it they basically say we predicted that our sales would be worse this quarter because of various economic things but it's significantly worse and so the way it works right now with a public company is you have to disclose that. Like, if it's going to be materially way worse, you're supposed to warn the market, like, yo, we fucked up on, our, like, uh, estimates before it happens because otherwise you can trigger a market crash. Right, right. Um, Especially at Apple And so, size. yeah, and they – it's fascinating, man. I've never seen a letter that basically blamed every factor that you could name in one, like, sentence. Yeah, I, I would say that, they're like, 7 or 8% of their market – cap dropped uh, oh, yeah. after after trading they had to halt shares to even announce it like and, it was fascinating and i would say like the n- negative consequence and and i don't know or a negative consequence and i don't know if they saw it coming if they knew this was going to happen mm. but like trump's using it as like a see the tariffs for china are good because they're you know because tim yeah. cook talks about chinese sales oh. of iphones um, God, that's terrible. But it's it's that's so that's and good. that was the biggest thing that he cited, by the way, is um, the the current trade war. And I love the wording of it. He says basically the current trade war, uh, we think, has influenced sales to the point that even foot traffic isn't happening in our stores in China. Um, people aren't buying our products down a hundred percent year over year uh, in China. But then the next paragraph, they're like, oh, also the iPhone sales are really bad, and they try and avoid 
they try and say like, oh, it's mostly China, but then list 12 different reasons or something, including people buying battery replacements, which kind of blew my mind at well, first. Yeah. Especially because it was like a conspiracy theory for years. Right. Like Apple slows down my phone. I don't understand it. And then it actually happened. And I like, if I still owned an iPhone, I probably would have bought a $29 battery replacement first. Right. You know? I think for me too, like if I'd had a phone for two years and then they put a new battery in it, I probably wouldn't, I'd probably keep it for another year. I think you're right. Honestly. Because like what else is wrong? Like uh, oftentimes yeah. you upgrade because you're like, well, it's been a little over two years and my battery life kind of sucks now. And I bet the new one has better battery life, which it usually does. Yeah. So, well, and cameras used to be the thing, but it's been inconsequential for two years. Yeah. All the cameras, even if you have yeah. like a... 5SE, the camera's good enough for yeah. most, the 99% of people, right? So you're like, oh, well, if the battery life's fixed, then why really do I need to spend 1000 dollars on a new phone? Okay, that's what I was <laughs> going to say, is that's crazy. I could also buy a new Chanel bag, I mean... And a, who, and a cheaper phone. <laughs> but who has this kind of money? This was Every what, year, I, by the way. This was what I was, like, thinking about. Like, it's kind of outrageous to see a person our age walking around with a designer handbag but it's not that outrageous to have like this really new the 256 gig iphone like, yeah <laughs> and then buy a new one next year and no one will even raise an eyebrow but where do these people get this money from they're like, not it's it's credit like it's all just trick every millennial is like crying about how they're never going to be able to <laughs> buy a house because even avocados are too expensive for them and then they buy like what I don't get it. I mean, it. don't conflate the two. Houses cost like a million dollars now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but true, I will true, say, true, I will true, say true. that. But uh, if you're spending like more than a month's rent on a phone. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's a good point. I never <laughs> thought about that. Well, that's, and I think that's a big problem for Apple right now is that they, when they released the iPhone 10, they were like, let's see how high we can get this. And they raised it. I think it was like $200 that year. And the ASP, there's this great graph of like the price of the iPhone over 10 years. And then the last year, because we don't know the current ASP, the selling price. Uh, like the average uh, revenue per unit. Um, it goes right up to the top of the graph for last year. And then I, we'll see what happens for this year because it went up again this year. So the iPhone 10 was like a thousand for the first time. And then this year, I remember going to the website. It's like in New Zealand dollars at the time. Oh. It's 21.99 for the base model in That's New Zealand. Insane. That's like the price of a used car. Yeah, they're, um, they're, I can't remember how they try to phrase it, but the cost you pay for being in a non-USD market is... Currency headwinds. We yeah. call them currency headwinds on these earning yeah, calls. But, uh, I mean, like, if you convert, like, the USD price to euro and then add that's, $300, that's what they're doing. Yeah. it's Look, I get it. It's hedging. It means that they don't have to keep changing their prices all the time. Um, but the the... Thing is, I think that they were like, well, let's make it go premium. And they outran the market. We've been talking on the show a few times about smartphones eventually dying. Or, like, people won't replace them. Like, your laptop. When did you buy a laptop? Well, I was going to bring that up, actually. Because if you think about the price of a PC, like, we're already conditioned for what that is. I would expect to pay twelve nine nine for a PC now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Is like, I can buy a new PC the same price as a new iPhone. Especially, like, I'm going to get a Pixelbook, right? So, like, yeah. Pixelbook or iPhone, same dollar value. Or even you could say iPad Pro. iPad Pro yeah, that's, oh or my iPhone. God. And, like, logically, you probably use your phone more. But, rat, like, my... You don't even use my, accessories within a phone. Holy shit. My brain the goes... the cost per use for my laptop is, like, way lower than on my iPhone. Right, because yes. you make money with your laptop, too. That, too. But also, like, my, my laptop 
currently is from 2013. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bother in New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, so that's, still the, that's the, what I'm saying. Is like, we, yeah. we make, like, it's so easy to spend twelve nine nine on a laptop, and it, it's really hard for me to spend that on a phone. Yeah, I. And that, they're and trying to change our conditioning on that because where where do they where well, do Apple, they make their money? As phones, Apple was so. trying to get out of front of the market slowing down, and because because they raised their prices as sales, especially in the markets like the US, this is not a surprise. How many people are there left to sell a new iPhone to every year in the US? Every year it goes down because it's like. There's still people every year it goes up that there's people who want to renew every two years or but whatever. But that's really stupid because they could they should have and could have and probably did um, take that into account when they no, started they did. selling that, phones. So that's that's the thing they did, and that's why they fucked up so badly because China fucked them. There's nobody left to sell phones to in their home markets, so they were like, China will be the thing, and yeah, that's why they've been going hard in China. But there's only only so many hands to fill. In China, there's quite a lot who didn't have an iPhone. This is but, like Google building a browser for yeah. a search engine for China. Is like, oh well, we've nobody else left. Run out of people to sell these to. Let's so go we to gotta, the one country. We got to bring internet to new countries. So we have to go to China and get. Yes, yeah, that's a great where example. We aren't in actually, and, yeah. is the Facebook. Um, yeah. The uh, what's it called? Internet.org, which is a corporation, by the way. I love it. It's like when a company buys like something.gov, you're like, this is a scam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Facebook has Internet.org. A uh, sorry, they call it yeah. They call it an organization, which is still an LLC. You could say organization about Facebook, uh, and they they only started when Facebook saw the US starting to dry up uh, in terms of like revenue growth, and so it's the same. It just like it repeats itself. Yeah. And the hardware industry is a lot different because um, it's a lot longer. This is interesting because like if if they weren't trying to sell a new iPhone every year, if this was a longer game. We're on too short of a timeline. If this were mm. a longer game, I mean, the world population is going to go up by a couple billion this century. Yeah. There's more users so for them, but it, it's just not, that's just not the timescale we're playing on. I have on. such a spicy take. Let's do it. Stock markets are the problem. <laughs> Public companies are the problem. So the reason I can yeah. say this is um, we actually have a really useful example of this going the other way. So Dell was one of the biggest companies in the early 2000s in the world, like, they were making bloody every that. computer. Yeah. And then it basically died. They were like the pinnacle of like, oops, oops, like PCs died, sorry. I used to um, have a laptop from them. I've had Dell laptops. Yeah, me too. I've got one over there. Like the new shit is really good. Now, the reason that they saved themselves is they bought the entire company back and took it off the stock market. Um, and I remember when they did it because they cited the fact that the public market basically led them to, to pursue the wrong things. Like, they pursued yeah. money. They didn't pursue making interesting products. So I they were just making a beige box until it wasn't worth making a beige box. I, I think, honestly, that Facebook would be less than half as evil as it is today if they weren't just trying to, like, fulfill shareholders' desires for more money. Imagine how good. I'm sorry about what this What a take. weird system, by but the way. Imagine it's how really good Instagram system. would be if it was still an independent 16-person company. Look, they'd be overwhelmed, probably, but Jesus, it would be a better platform. I'm going to say it again. Capitalism's bad, and this is all part of it. It brings me back to the independent creator thing. I, I really I wonder, think that's the next wave. I wonder what the people from Path are doing right now. Oh, RIP. David Morin, right? Yeah, I think David they're Morin. building a new Path. Yes, One please. of the co-founders. I don't think it's the whole team. I think. Hey, tell us what Path was. Please. Tell, tell everybody what Path was, because Path, I remember it. I think Path was a social network. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. 
That's it, for one. It, it had some really cool UI stuff that I've never seen anything was like it. New. Yeah, they it was like, like invented. It was like wow, this is this feels very fresh mm-hmm. and new and great. And one of the things they had was that it had a cap of I think you can only have two hundred friends. Yeah, yes. I think the, the final was, iteration of it was 200. I think when it launched, it was 50. Yeah. yeah. And then I think they, uh, by the time they shut down... It and was you didn't have a public profile. That was yeah. the big thing. Right. But so it, the whole... Do you, oh, go ahead. You it tell was it what it was. It was basically a combination between uh, Foursquare uh, check-ins, um, chatting with your family for some reason. A lot of people use it for their family. And... and um, showing pictures yeah so it's basically instagram stories close friends there was even yeah. a button but, for going to sleep do you remember oh yeah, yeah. and then would like, like sunset would come in the app i don't remember that and it would put it on your timeline um I, yeah i remember this. Yeah, it was Holy adorable shit. oh my god no that, that doesn't that didn't really work but it was, it was really terrible idea. like yeah. well, it should have been automatic actually <laughs> so i used path for a while when i wasn't using facebook and because i'd quit facebook twice yeah. so after the first time i quit facebook i was on path and twitter and i had a friend uh who i got on path and she said she called it the zach app because i was the only person that used it <laughs> this is what ryan she... calls telegram the owen messenger yeah same <laughs> but um same really but um the thing is um i really 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 like but the idea of path right now like in 2019 because private by default it's really nice to share my life with friends that are actually my friends and not people on Facebook. This is why I like the close friends feature on and Instagram, but it's a shame it's Instagram. Yeah, no, yeah. but the thing is, yeah, I want something like that, but slightly more elaborate. Like, I agree. I don't want it to be there for 24 hours. I want to be mm. there. It would oh, be cool if you could do like a live feed or something. Yeah, like, oh my God, the stories for me I can do with that. Because what is all, so have you ever, like, I mean, you guys are both not on Facebook anymore, but if you post something <laughs> on Facebook now, it's really weird to have your like personal update between like news and haha, look at what this guy and is doing. for milk. Yeah, like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh no, and my favorite one, Facebook cares about you. How do you feel about us? Yeah. Wow. Is Facebook good for the world? I, is wonder, the thing I, keep I wonder if this is the niche that Snapchat will try or Snap will try and get yes, into. Yes, I think I really believe that they will acquire a company like Islands, which I don't know oh, if what's you've seen. Islands? Oh my God, it's the coolest thing ever that I cannot sign up for. It we'll pisses put me it, off. Put it in the show notes. Okay, Islands is a private by default company. It's made around groups. So it's a social network, but around groups. And so the whole idea is you have a username, you have your name. But you reveal as much information as you want as you go to people. So you can reveal your profile picture only later. You reveal your like oh. name. Um, and you're in a group of interests. But it starts with a university. Except it's not a hot or, hot or not app. And so you can make subgroups. And, and it's on university campuses. It's really big right now in the US. So and so an right island now? is a community. But you can like link them somehow. I don't know. I don't mm. understand it. I'm old. I love that actually. So I think, uh, yeah. So we've talked about this before as well. But like uh, having massive online places uh, places where we're all massively online Second doesn't life. really it doesn't really work and i also think people are kind of like done with that like especially now people aren't really getting likes on instagram anymore because people aren't that excited about it anymore and like i think a lot of people don't see your photos even um, oh i just see ads that's all i see so yeah i think there is there is a new new room for new i would like to run a contest in the discord for whoever can correctly guess what facebook's going to call their islands clone <laughs> when they what rip it off to, in six geez. months what yeah. happened to the to, wow that would probably be true what happened to the um Owen won uh, the contest but they yeah. they never they never really like facebook is no shame though they'll just name it like 
Small islands. <laughs> <laughs> no, like but every Facebook, time. Facebook clones everything, but it, it, it's not always successful. For instance, they had three Facebook? Instagram stories clones. Uh, sorry, Snap stories before they launched it, and all of them were in New Zealand, and everybody in New Zealand used all of them. Archipelago. Snapchat. Uh, not Snap. Oh my god. Slingshot, which oh, is yeah. disgustingly close to Snapchat in name. Um, Lasso. Lasso. All of them are like kind of weapony. Bolt. Yeah, Bolt. Yeah. Bolt, by the way, was used by a million people in New Zealand. Holy and shit. And they discontinued it. I, like I said, they're all like kind of weirdly violent. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's a, I think it's so just like... Path. I want Path. So yeah. this whole episode, the theme has oh. been support independence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, we do have it. Yeah. I would I would pay for Bath. This is this is interesting. This is the shop would you local pay for I would absolutely pay for Bath. This is the shop local movement for the internet. Yes. Don't you don't Which go to your local co- conglomerate social network. C- yeah. Can I can Facebook I, and Walmart is the same should company. make a PSA. Can I whine for one second? Please. Please. <laughs> so I've been gaining a lot of followers on Twitter. Oh yeah. Ooh, you nice. might be one of them and thank you if you are following Weird me. Weird flicks, but okay. But um <laughs> Sorry, I didn't so, mean to derail it. No, it's fine. Um, it, mm. it is it is kind of weird. It's definitely first world problem. Yeah. But I have this feeling that I like Twitter less and less the more followers I get. Yes, I agree oh. with that. I also think that the problem with Twitter is there's, a, I think we've talked about this on the show before, there's a perfect signal to noise ratio, which is 2,000 followers yeah. and less than 1,000 following. Yeah. And it really frustrates me because Twitter, ironically, out of all of the things we've talked about today, if it properly baked in group or privacy or like list support, yeah. would be one of the better services for this kind of thing to work. Yeah. But they don't care. So I, I, I come at, I'm at the point now that sometimes I get so many notifications that like important stuff or people that I really like or the people that I really know or people that are asking questions they just slip through all the notifications so it's funny because i've retweeted you recently a few times and i'm now i'm flexing i'm sorry but i like you have made a few remarks to me in the past like oh my god i like my whole fucking thing is broken because you did this and like it's weird because it's normal to me because i have yeah. way too many and like i forget that twitter is actually better i i don't see so many the first time you mentions. retweeted me i gained 750 followers <laughs> in one month <laughs> Wow, I should sell my Whoa, account. Oh, that's amazing. I would say, <laughs> uh, uh, unlike most services, yes, Twitter will recommend people for you to follow, yes. but I don't feel any pressure from them. I will also say no, that they're all my enemies. They're the people I'm definitely not following on purpose. On purpose, that's funny. <laughs> like it always recommends that one dude at TechCrunch, Josh Constein, who I intentionally do not follow. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying, though, is like it, it recommends people, but I never feel like they're making me. It's yeah. like, hey, you might be interested. No pressure. Like I that's have, the vibe I get from it. I have a so recommendation I don't, I don't for follow Twitter. that many people. Well, but what I'm saying is like, the experience they're selling is yeah. not necessarily as many people. It's as not possible. even a growth hack. Yeah. It's just you like, could have you could follow sixty people and have sixty followers and really enjoy so Twitter. Did you notice recently that they yeah. were hated? I don't. I mean, I don't know. They started doing this actually. So um, I've noticed that a lot of tweets seem to get a momentum for no reason, actually, coming back to your point, Freddie, yeah. about that. Um, they start getting a lot of favorites, like 600 favorites, and you're like, there's no favorites? retweet. Fa- favorites. What year is it? Oh, yeah, faves, uh, likes. likes. I prefer faves. RIP the start. Anyway, um, so they, they add hearts. I saw that now in the search area, there's, like, topics that it thinks you're interested in, and damn, they're good. Yeah. Like, it's not moments. It's, like, people tweeting about shit that you might like. 
One category which I love is like right now it thinks I read a lot of Taylor Lorenz, our friend, the journalist, and there's a whole category like people similar to you have interests such as Taylor Lorenz. I'm oh, like, I love that. I'm like, I, I love yes. her. <laughs> She's great though because she writes a lot of good stuff. And yeah. if you don't know who she is, follow her, please. Yeah, because she writes like the most cultural interesting pieces. cultural yeah. pieces about the internet. I love it so much. That's how we know about these like floor accounts on Instagram or whatever, like all these things that are happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say that Twitter is best poised to do it, but just like crippled by its own. But even next, even next to what Twitter is doing or not doing for me to be comfortable on there with a lot of yeah. followers, it's also kind of the feeling that there is now so many eyes watching me. Yeah, yeah. So like, mm, I mean, yeah. I was scrolling through my first tweets and they're in Dutch. So if you're, you, you know. That's like but, a whole filter for you. That's great. Yeah. The thing is, people have to click. I I was tweeting such random shit, like, and I still really like tweeting random shit. I I like to drunk tweet and like say bullshit. I do it with thirty thousand people. But now I feel like there's so many people. I don't know. It feels weird. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of pressure. So actually, funny that you mentioned that. That just watched the um the Lady Gaga documentary on Netflix. Oh, that's really good. But there's a scene in there where um. She's hanging out with her friends and she's trying to do a tweet. And her friend is like, what are you doing? Like, you've been on there for ages. She's like, I'm trying to make a tweet. And then she's just like, oh, fuck it. I'll just make it. And the girl's like, don't you feel like a lot of pressure to make a tweet? Like, you got 1.2 million followers. She's like, no, I don't really care. And it's funny because it's, like it, it hurts for a while. Like, you're like, oh, my God, this is stage fright. And then you realize, whatever. Like, <laughs> I, I want to go back to Faruqi. You asked if we'd pay for PATH. And I, I do... But I'm worried that the people I'd want to be in path with, family and friends, wouldn't. Yeah, that's Like, okay, so I use Signal for messaging because I love privacy, but I'm mad at them right now because they mm. got rid of their Chrome OS app, and their solution was, we'll come work here and build it, which is so shitty. But anyway. Is that a job offer or are you? Yeah. Uh, don't use WhatsApp, right? So, like, yeah. use something else. And I want to mm. use that, and it's hard to get even the people I'm closest with to use another messaging app. Yes. So, like... Getting someone to use another platform, like you know, when I left Facebook, people were like, "Well, but how am I going to find out what you're up to?" I'm like, "A Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time," and they're like, well, "I'm not going to get on that." Oh, interesting. So it's like uh, if I'm like I'm on Path now, and it's a dollar a month, being the most optimistic possible. Mm. Yeah. Even if it's whatever cost, right? Let's say a dollar a month, ten dollars a month. But getting everybody that I actually want to be on there to do that is yeah. probably honestly not i think there's a better way i think there's a really I, I really think that twitter's business model could be re- have like if you were to do this again and go back 10 years start twitter all over again this is really easy i think <laughs> uh charge businesses just to use it in the first place yeah. it's free for everybody there's no ads but to have a twitter account as a brand hundred dollars a month fuck you or 10 cents per tweet but yeah but uh, like i've never seen anything that does that and facebook's whole thing is predicated on ads basically the same way I mean, so is twitter yeah yeah so twitter to be a business on there you're paying it's quality just like github does yeah whatsapp is a good example do you actually. want a private t- twitter sure pay and it's just really like i don't know if it would work but i do think that those brands would pay to be around people so let's define work there because like it would work. It would not scale to hundreds I of millions of people. I think it would work at Twitter scale. I don't think it would work at Facebook scale. Twitter scale is like kind of adorable. Net- <laughs> it's, it's, really it's the size. It's larger than a nation. Like, yeah. It's huge. It's okay, really maybe. funny, though, because I spend a lot of time in Breda last couple of weeks because of the Christmas time and mm. blah, blah, blah. And every time I'm on Twitter, everyone's like, 
what are you actually doing? Yeah, like, no, what I is find this? it funny too. So, so explain to me, what is Twitter all about? Yeah. Like, tell me what is Twitter. And I'm like... It's like where you just say whatever you want and push the send button. Yeah. It's like... Just tweet it. But, like people don't, really don't get the value of it if you, if they're not on. Well, what's there. funny is I think that the people who are going to use Twitter today are less than five percent of all people, and Twitter should just embrace that. Like Twitter actually should be going after the people who consume that content already. Like yeah. everybody goes there for the memes. Actually, it's kind of a it's kind of a niche. <laughs> it's really. a news feed. It's a news feed. People are there. It's like their RSS reader. It'll be interesting. I think if there's say there's like a tech down swing this year. Maybe we'll start building stuff that actually works. You, you know what I mean? Like maybe. And there's always cycles. Like I'm sure there's something negative to building it yourself. It's so. interesting because this conversation happened right after the dot com boom, mm. bust, whatever bubble, however boom. you want to boom bust bubble. And then this like 2008 <laughs> through 2010 was the beginning, the founding of like 90 percent of the unicorn companies, the over billion dollar valuation <laughs> companies. I mean, Uber and Square started at the same time. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, like, well, they're, they're just like huge. They're all fucking giants. They, yeah. They, Airbnb, actually I think, was the next year. I mean, like all of them. Oh, Airbnb is the next one to get in trouble, I'm telling you. I, I think we should talk uh, about the like looking forward to 2019 next episode of yeah. like all the IPOs that are going to happen. The Lyft IPO, the Uber IPO, the tech industry falling out, the stock market. There's a lot of IPOs this year. Stripe, Slack is in the next month. I think the stock market affects... Of all of all the things it affects, like the VC industrial complex most, because where are they getting their money, right? Like from investments. So, like, if there's less VC money to go around, what happens to the smaller companies, not the larger companies? Apple will be fine, right? Yeah. Even even if they drop, even if they drop well, half yeah. of their value, they're still fine, right? One hundred eighty billion in the bank. That's disgusting. I thought it was more than that, but no, that's they're spending oh, it. They're, oh, they're burning it down right now. So Apple actually said in their last investor thing, like we're getting rid of all our money. So don't be surprised when it goes yeah, down because they don't want to buy farms and shit. When all the companies, no, seriously, when Apple, all the countries decide to Apple actually bought, tax like, them, there's this crazy thing going on right now. Actually, where Apple buys a shit ton of land in one com- country in different towns and tells them all they'll build a data center there, and then just never does it. Because right. that way they land bank, they get the permission to land bank and then do nothing with it because then they've got money. It's, it's all pro- of them. It's, it's disgusting. probably financially smart. It sounds uh, sleazy. But right. It's sleazy as fuck. Anyway, I think we should have a whole episode yeah, looking like towards. Or maybe the... they're like actually going to open Apple Farms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there has been this this movement. More fresh apples. Oh, like actually. There has been this movement for more private data centers like people not knowing where your data centers are because of that incident where i can't remember who amazon was was down for so long no someone tapped one of the cables running into a google data center oh that was like the nsa yeah the submarine cables yeah they were like tracking the data before it got to the data center oh and where sir why are there all like one dollar bills all over your house one dollar bills are useless stripper yeah exactly um just put it in the mic um (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sorry, and, like, I'm losing my concentration. Okay, we're gonna finish. But Apple also funds like um, renewable energy farms. Yeah. So, although, funnily enough, um, they could buy a farm and put a bunch of wind turbines on it. Yeah, yeah. but the, it. I think it's also part of the thing where they're like um, trying to be like super good for the for the environment, at least on paper, or at least in their well, yeah, beautiful the videos. I think that they really like it for videos, and then I, they go and shred MacBooks that they're fixing. You no, know I hope. 
that they're like good for the planet because mm-hmm. they have the kind of money to do it. But I guess they're I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like uh, corporate. I love these these corporate uh, the feel good uh, recycling things because they are good programs. But it's also just like a feel good thing to make you feel wor- better about the fact that they're mining all the shit out of the ground to make the thing that they made for you. Like I wish I could remember the term. There's like a psychological term about this where it's like um it it's like it clears your conscience so yeah. you buy shit. Yeah, it'd be like conscience offloading or something. Yeah, but like yeah, it's um it, it's if like if Amazon tells you that they are buying as many wind farms as they can to make your packages come faster or like whatever. You feel better about that. But you're still like... Yo, it works. Putting shit in the environment from all the trucks and planes and everything. My server runs on all green energy. Cool. (laughs) Maybe maybe get another one. Maybe the server doesn't need to be there. It's off half the time. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, well, all of the, like, people that died in the mines for the parts uh, that go in those computers and you're... You know, I mean, you could play this game for everything. Yeah, exactly. It's It's a horrible rabbit hole. It's like a conscious offset where it's not actually... I love that we always good. end up here somewhere. Yeah, we're always on the Look, I think I think this is a really good place to end it just because there's so much going on this year that I'm really looking forward to doing this podcast as it unfolds. And I think that's why we changed the intro. My God, I came full circle. Like, I, I really <laughs> I really believe that I think this year will be really pivotal for a lot of the big... Like, it'll be the fucking reckoning for a lot of these companies. Interesting. For and my I, company as well. Maybe not, though, as well. Yeah, the reckoning. <laughs> yeah, my, my uh, freelance uh, invoice thing just reset to zero, so it may be the reckoning for me, too. It's like a new tax year. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's, I'm really looking forward to it. So let's, let's do the IPOs next week. So if you're interested in that, my Lord, there's a lot happening. I kind of hate that, I kind of hate that this bill says in God we trust. Freddie has been looking at a $1 bill. You hate it. Yeah. Okay. And on that note, we'll be back next week. Show notes are at chargepodcast.com. You can tweet us at chargetech. You can email us on hello at chargepodcast.com or just go on the site and click our Twitter profiles if you want to increase our follower accounts. Well, follower accounts. <laughs> I don't know where you flex, but okay. And it would be great if you like this uh, and you know somebody that you think would like it to just tell us. That's them the best it. thing you can do for us, actually, is just share it with somebody. Uh, really, it's appreciated. Just so be like, thank you. I like this podcast. Maybe you would like it. Yeah. I'll, I'll even make you a template. A template. Just ping oh me, God, and I'll make you like... a template a message to your friend. <laughs> Zach's Yay. like his what? His twelve reasons to listen to Charge Tech. I love it. Okay, and on that note, bye, biscuits. Bye, biscuits. google let's log in with the google home app um that does very strange fuck off mate